This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Yes, Robert Gerrish here, founder of Flying Solo, co-author of the bestseller of the same name, and author of The One Minute Commute, my latest book published by Pan Macmillan and available in all good bookshops online and as an audiobook courtesy of audible.com. Yikes, six hours of me droning on. Anyway, that's enough about The One Minute Commute. Now, before I introduce our guest, let me tell you about Flying Solo's premium membership. There's a mass of tools and benefits to help your business stand out and to ensure you stay at the top of your game. As part of membership, you get a full-page listing in the directory, entry to a private discussion group, access to a library of over 80 how-to videos, a copy of the Flying Solo book, and much, much more, all for just $99. Head to the join page to find out more. Now look, talking about standing out and getting seen, I'm delighted to have as my guest today, Emily Osmond, who joins us from Melbourne. Hello, Emily. Hi, Robert. Great to be here. Well, look, it's good to have you here because um, we are going to be talking about standing out, but not just standing out in a general sense, but in a specific sense. And that is uh, using Instagram, how to do things properly on Instagram. So you are, well, I guess you'd say you are all over Instagram. That'd be right, wouldn't it? Just about. <laughs> yeah. So look, before we get into this, and I know Instagram is your thing, and it's pretty well solely your thing. You help businesses and individuals really perform well on Instagram. And I know we're going to go through some particular tips that you've got. But just tell me, how did you end up here? What was it? What's your path been that uh, has led to you being an Instagram guru? What's going on? Sure. Well, probably like a lot of other solo people that work for themselves. It's been a bit of a windy journey. Um, I started off studying politics, actually, and thought that I'd like to get into government and, um, and work in international aid and all that type of thing. Anyway, I went for jobs in Canberra and realised I was quite young and didn't have a whole lot of experience or further education, um, but had been doing some work in PR and actually presenting on Channel 31 in Melbourne, which was good fun, so reading the news. And I thought, well, maybe that's a good way to get into the international affairs kind of area by going more into journalism. So I studied a master's in communications and actually through that was learning all about social media and I ended up writing my thesis on social media. Um, so through that then did a lot of work um, working in the media, so doing some more TV presenting and radio presenting, and that led to some PR and eventually ended up working at Ballarat Regional Tourism, um, managing their digital uh, marketing and their social media. And 
probably unfortunate, unfortunately for them, I'd already got my taste of being self-employed and working on different contracts. And I really enjoyed that type of work. So after about a year, I resigned and went back out on my own. And I'd been fortunate to have some of the local business owners that I was, I guess, they were our members of Bad Art Regional Tourism. And I had helped them with their social media and they were reaching out saying, can, you know, can you help me a bit more? Um, and so it kind of went from there. And I'd also, Gosh. when I was studying my master's, had started a blog. Um, and people were also finding me through my blog. So I guess I was, I was doing these different things, not necessarily thinking that I'm going to start a business, but it happened quite organically. And so I went with it. Wow, what a fascinating path. I, I did not know that that was your path. So, you know, you could have gone into politics, you could have stayed being a newsreader or presenting on TV, um, and but you've sort of meandered into uh, this, well, obviously a very nice little business that you've got. So just tell me, and I know we're, we're going to get into Instagram, but I'm just intrigued by people's motivations in businesses. At what point did you think, hello, I seem to be starting a business and I rather like this. Do you remember what that point was? I think, obviously, it was when I took that decision to resign. Um, and I, I'm quite a, um, I'm a person that just tends to go for it and figure it out. <laughs> right. You mean work so it out as you go. Exactly. Right. So my mum I was living back in Ballarat at the time, not with mum in my own place, but she said, Emily, before you do anything, go to the financial advisor, see what he says. And so I had, I didn't have a spreadsheet with my figures. I just had a little notebook and um, I took that into him and he, he pretty much said, on by the books and by the numbers, you shouldn't really be doing this, but I can tell that you're not you're not going to take my advice anyway. Um, so go for it. I think you'll succeed. And he also asked for help with his social media. So, well, I'm so, so that was good. Yeah, okay. So, well, look, so uh, well done, Mum, for, uh, for nudging you to the financial <laughs> planner. Okay, so look, that, that's fascinating. So, and how, for, for how long have you been uh, focused on, on pretty well purely Instagram? I've been... Um, working for myself for almost four years now. Um, but going out on my own, I guess I didn't have a, a business plan as such. And I, and I think this is quite common as well. I, I let my business, I guess, be, be taken in the way that I was led by clients. Mm -hmm. So for instance, one of my first clients asked, and I was helping them with their social media and they asked, do you offer branding? And so I said yes and then found a graphic designer and started building up my, my base of contractors and started offering branding. And then the next one, do you offer websites? Sure. Taught myself how to build websites. Um, but I guess there's that saying out there that if you, if you do, if you're everything to everyone, you're actually nothing to, nothing to no one. No yes. one. Yes. So, um, so it was this year really that I, I kind of narrowed my focus to Instagram. Um, and it was also helpful to do the activity, which is looking at well, what are people actually coming to you for and um, what, I guess, I'm asked to do some speaking and all that type of thing. And it's always about Instagram. So I thought, okay, Emily, let's just, let's just mm, narrow the focus. And, exactly. Listen to yep. the signals um, and just focus on that one. Um, but, but also what you, what I can teach about Instagram and what people learn about Instagram can be applied outwards from there because they are, um, they are strategies and approaches that work 
on Facebook and of in course. content marketing. So, so I like I like to look at it as you start with Instagram and then you can you can apply these things further out in your marketing. Yeah. Okay. Got you. All right. Lovely. Thank you. Well, thank thanks for answering that. I'm just I, say, I just can't can't help it. I I just love to know what kind of got people where where they where they are and uh, you know their journey. So it was it was great to have that snapshot of you. So look, let's let's look at Instagram now then. So, but again, perhaps as a as a bit of a starter here, what's the state of the nation when it comes to Instagram? You know, my wife is an artist, um, she's busy on Instagram and I listen to her and I hear her sort of saying, oh, Instagram's not what it was. You know, it used to be a lovely, friendly little sort of artist community, but now it seems to be much bigger. It seems to be taken over. I mean, what, what's the state of Instagram, would you say? Mm, it's, and your wife's right because it has changed a lot. Um, so I was running Instagram workshops about three, four years ago. And um, back then, the state of Instagram was that you wanted to post as frequently as you could. So so brands were posting three times a day, four times a day, up to seven times a day, because the algorithm, which is basically just how we describe the order of the content that comes up on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But it used to be that would appear based on the time that you posted it. So if you opened up the Instagram app, and if your wife posted a piece of her artwork, say at midday, people that opened up Instagram app around midday would be likely to see her post. But now as the years have progressed and more and more people have gone on, joined Instagram and they are posting things, there's only so much that can be shown at that 12 o'clock time slot. So now the algorithm and I guess that, that hierarchy of content on Instagram is based on the amount of engagement that you get. So, for instance, if your wife was to post a piece of her artwork, and no one really liked it or left a comment on it, then her followers would be less likely to see it when they did go on Instagram. However, if your wife posted the picture or whatever it is, and she got, say, lots of comments, and it might just be, it might not be uh, 100 comments, but it might be a lot of comments based on how many followers she has, then Instagram is more likely to show that post to her followers, even if they open up Instagram the following day. Okay, so does that make okay. sense? It's quite interesting. Yeah, it, does. it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't necessarily relate to the time it was. Okay. So yeah, what you're saying is, yes, things have definitely changed, but um, not necessarily for the worse. It's just Instagram's got smarter. So does Instagram, is Instagram for everyone? Should every business listening, should they be doing something on Instagram or is it more for those people that have a, a sort of more visual business? What's your thoughts on that? Really good question. Um, I would say for the type of audience and the similar businesses that are sole traders and work for themselves, Instagram is a fantastic way to reach people for free. So we can't compete with the, the businesses that are spending money on TV or radio and that type of thing. And I don't think we should be because that's such a broad approach. But for small businesses um, and sole traders, Instagram can work for shoot, such a broad range of different businesses. And you ask, you know, is it best for businesses that are visual? And I can see that that's such, a, such an easy medium for, for artists and people that might have products because you can share photos of products. But I actually specialize in working with people with service-based businesses. And we don't really have images of gorgeous bedspreads or 
or whatever we might want to be selling. Um, we're selling our services. And often, you know, I might work with financial planners and you think, gosh, what on earth can you take photos of? Mm. Um, but, but you can get quite, quite creative there and share. Um, and we'll get into this with some of my tips as well. But looking at sharing your, more of your customers and heroing them through your content, um, sharing images of yourself to create connections. So, no, it's not just for visual businesses and I do think it's such a it's such a powerful way to promote your business basically for free it's just costing you your time mm, okay that's a great response so look, I'm absolutely intrigued because as you would probably know a lot of a good chunk of our audience are absolutely in the services space um, so let's dive in you, you say you've got some tips I know you have three clear sort of uh, I think you, what you call it, it's uh, more a framework that you use. So where do we start? Great. So yeah, I've broken this down, like you said, Robert, into three different tips. And these these are kind of a bit of a guide for people or a framework when it comes to posting on Instagram, because I know that you can open up the app and you're thinking, what on earth am I going to post? Hmm. Got to find an image, got to write some sort of caption. And either it becomes too hard or you just push something out for the sake of it without really thinking. And that's what I'm here to, I really want to people stop. to stop doing that. Yeah, okay. Because they're only adding to the noise out there and it's not actually going to help them. So tip number one, we can call value. Mm -hmm. So this, and the mistake that people make when they're not adding value is, like I said, just adding to the noise out there on Instagram. And they're, they're, their post is going to get lost and they're not going to get lots of engagement on their post. And these types of posts, um, you might have seen them and other people listening might have seen them, but they're posts that say something like, Happy Friday. And you think, okay, that doesn't really tell me anything about no. your business. doesn't really um, inspire me to engage with you. So it's looking at, okay, let's not post generic kind of things and instead look at how we can actually help our audience or entertain them or inspire them and give them what they would actually really enjoy seeing. So a few examples of posts that give value. Um, think about what questions you get asked. Um, thinking about some myths in your industry, challenging some of those. Um, it might be some tips or some how-tos uh, or sharing something that might be confusing about your work. So in the case of your wife, it might even be looking at things um, in terms of sharing what type of material she uses or where she sources them mm. from or exactly how long it takes to create one of her pieces of work. Um, things that people are actually going to be interested in then, rather than sharing something that could relate to any business. Okay, so let, let's go back to the example of the financial planner that you mentioned. You know, what, what would be an example of the kind of thing that, that that person could get kind of started with? Yeah, great. Um, and I actually worked with a financial planner. Um, so we looked at things like, I mentioned, so busting industry myths and so things that, okay, well, financial planner, they're only going to rip me off or that type of thing and looking at, okay, well, actually, how do you help people? Another one is that in that type of industry, we look to financial planners to help interpret all that information that's out there and really summarise it for us. So I worked with this financial planner and we looked at how he could take everything that's going on in the industry and in the media in, say, that month and create just a really succinct little summary for his audience um, and share that so that he's actually giving value to his audience. Mm. And he's 
actually gone from not using social media to now using video and he set himself up with a little um some lights and all that type of thing and um he now creates short little videos sharing some tips and just answering some questions um and it's quite funny because he did go from a bit of a social media phobe i guess you could say not not too keen on the idea never having photos of himself on his website or out there and now he emails me and says emily i've really got to be doing my work but i just want to record videos so let me just okay i get that but let's just again just think of it in terms of instagram so here's a financial planner you said to him you know have a look at the myths that are out there uh, let's look at sort of exploding some of those. So, but then with Instagram, it does have to be something visual. So what would that person have done? What visual thing would she or he have posted to yeah. get that point across? Yeah, great question. Um, so that might be for, for this type of business, it might be simply a photo of themselves that they might put with it. And I'll get to this in my next point too about creating okay. connection. Yeah. So, so I always recommend with um, service-based businesses, one of the first things to do is go get a photo shoot done of yourself to share images of you, to bring into to your social media. And I always get a lot of resistance around this because no one likes getting their photo taken. But it is really important for, you know, sole traders, service-based to actually share images of themselves. Um, other uh, media or images that people might share are some simple graphics and little quotes. So if it was an industry myth, you might go on to Canva. Have you heard of Canva, Robert? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. canva.com, and that's a great platform. It's free, and you can create artwork on there. So that's also good if you don't have a whole bank of images. Being service-based business, you can go onto Canva and create some little quote tiles and that type of thing um, on there. So tend to recommend those. If you are really stuck, then you can go on to a website like unsplash.com and find some um, stock photos that are in your brand kind of look and colours. But that's kind of a last resort. If you okay. can use some pictures of yourself, of your workplace, of um, even if it's your little setup, your desk and all that type of thing, um, and create some branded graphics too, that can work really well. Mm. Okay, great point. And I just it's so interesting that when I see people that um, – as you say, are, have invested in some professional photographs of themselves. Um, what I think is so interesting, and I see more and more of this, are people that don't just have the stat stock standard kind of, you know, here's a, here's a front-on picture of me looking gorgeous, but it's more pictures that show them in relaxed settings and maybe looking confused or, you know, quizzical or, um, you, know, you know, expressions. We need expressions. If we're going to use our images broadly and widely uh, like this then in the same way that our newspapers will find a picture of our you know prime minister that makes them look you know very confused when there's a headline that suits that um or very surprised or whatever we need to do the same sort of stuff with our own photography don't we i think as, as we get into you know, sharing in the way that you're suggesting absolutely and Photography nowadays as well with social media, I guess in the past it used to be we might just get a couple of headshots, but now we're looking at more what you would call lifestyle photography. So it is more showing people into your work life. Um, and like you said, it might be some different expressions on the face, which is quite good. Um, but also I try and so for this financial planner, it's let's get him a bit more relaxed. It doesn't have to be shirt and tie and looking mm. into the camera. 
but a bit we got him out on the street and, you know, coffee cup in hand, sitting on some steps and just making him look a bit more approachable, which is going to work better with his captions too. Okay, well, and that takes us pretty neatly onto your second point, I think, which is all about connection. So what's, what's, your, what's your point there? Sure thing. So once, once you've created some different posts around value, the other thing to look at is connection, like you said. So what I see quite a lot is that people might be sharing content to their social media and to their Instagram, but if we change the profile photo or if we change the name on their account, it could be anyone's account. So it's really just generic content. Mm-hmm. And we're not getting a sense of the person behind the business. Um, and again, with our types of businesses being normally just us, people are choosing to work with us. So if they don't know who's behind the Instagram account, it becomes very hard for them to feel connected to us and start to trust us and and get to know us. So instead of, I guess, sharing things that are generic out there, we want to look at how we can create connection with our audience. And to do that, it's about bringing yourself into your posts, which I alluded to just before. Sure. Um, so it's not just sharing photos from other accounts, which people do quite a lot, and it's called regramming, and they're just reposting from all mm. these other accounts. But like I said, that could that your Instagram could then belong to any business. Hmm. So number one, it's looking at, okay, get a bit outside your comfort zone, share some images of yourself to your feed so people actually know who's behind the business. And also what you can do is hear your clients or your customers or your patients, if you're in the medical type of field, and tell their stories too. And to give you an example, Zero, the accounting software, do a great job of that. And it's similar to the financial planner. It's like, what on earth am I going to post about? I've got sure. nothing visual here. And I recommend having a look at them because they do a great job of championing their customers. Yes, so they, they do, tell they? the stories of their small business owners. Yeah, and it's super colorful and engaging and all that type of thing. Um, and for us, as smaller types of businesses, I do, like I said, recommend bringing yourself into your post. And you'll tend to find that they're the posts that get the most engagement and the most interaction from your audience because people do love to see the real people. Mm, that's a great point. And I do, I, I know what you mean. I had a look at uh, some of the stuff that Zero does, and they are, as you say, very good at championing their customers. And we see a lot of brands doing that these days. But gosh, if anybody can really do it with meaning, it's surely us people at the little end of town. You know, and it's, uh, I think that's a great thing. That, hearing you talking about that, I mean, it's, I can uh, increasingly kind of see a role for someone like you that comes in and says, okay, <clears throat> let's um, let's work out what your kind of theme, what your positioning needs to be. But for those of us or anyone doing it completely by themselves, is it is it done largely through a sort of trial and error, or do you think they need to sit down and really work out a strategy before they get started? It does sound like they do. I so I teach actually seven <laughs> different parts of Instagram that covers off your different areas. But for those that are starting by themselves, which is totally fine, um, follow these type of things. And before you post, look at, right, is this actually helpful for anyone? Is this actually going to do anything for my business? And and where they can start, in fact, with their strategy when it comes to Instagram and basically their social media as a whole is look at what they're trying to achieve. So thinking about, okay, well, what are, what am I actually trying to achieve from this? And then look at, okay, well, this might be some ideas and just jot down some ideas around the type of content that you could share. 
And then I say you can then organize them into what I call content categories. So you might then have four or seven or however many different kind of categories that you're sharing about and then alternate through them when you're posting to social media. So that might be for the financial planner, it might be busting some industry myths. It might be sharing a client success story. It might be telling a bit of information about why he started his business and what keeps him going. It might be um, a really interesting update from the industry. So they might be his content categories. But then over time, we learn what our audience like. So he might get very little um, engagement with one of those type of categories, but lots from the other. So then I would say, well, keep sharing more of the mm. content that's getting you that engagement. <clears throat> yeah, okay, okay. Great. Now, look, I, I love your um, very sort of um, methodical and, and systemized approach to this. I can see that that would... Um, would create some success for a business. And that's, that's obviously what we want, where we've got so many things as a sort of, um, you know, flashing there, trying to distract us from other aspects of our work to be able to focus in the way that you're suggesting on this one medium of Instagram. It, it sounds very clear. So I guess then my next question, and I think it leads into your, your final point is, okay, so we do all this, you know, we're getting seen, we're getting some engagement. How do we turn this into sales? Yeah, the most important question. And that's, that's an interesting one because a lot of us or a lot of people are doing these things and sharing great content and building up their audience, but they feel like they can't actually sell. And I think that's quite common. We think, oh, I can't possibly kind of, you know, try and promote myself or sell. But the third thing, so we've covered value connection and now we talk about the conversion, which is just as important. Um, so like I said, the mistake I see is never actually asking for the sale or never making it clear to your audience about what you actually really do and how they can work with you. So the solution here is not to assume that people know what you do. And also people might have followed you a week ago, a day ago, or a year ago. So different people have a different level of understanding about how your business actually works. So this is your permission to actually invite the people that follow you to take the next step. Mm, um, I so, just can't wait to hear how you're, how you're going to tell us how to do this. So, and it doesn't have to be sleazy or anything like that, but to give you some examples, it might be if, if you have a, a welcome call or an introductory package or just something that people can take to get started with you, or if you run, I have quite a few Pilates studios and yoga studios that I work with. So it might be even in just an introductory class pass or something. So it's just reminding people, Hey, did you know, we've got this special pass come on, you know, come onto your website or drop into our studio and make the most of that one. Um, it might be talking about, simply talking about your most popular offering and saying if you're interested in booking that one, just head over to our website. Um, and it might be something like using your different posts to explain one of your, each of your different services and then saying just reach out to find out more. So yeah, important okay. not to forget that. Yeah, and look again. I think the the important um, you know part of this is what you've been saying is we've we've concentrating primarily on engaging and giving people information that they're interested in that's helping them in their work. Then to actually gently sort of nudge people in the direction of of a purchase or a trial. That's a very natural process, isn't it? I think. You know what? What I'm sure you see, we all see, are people that that kind of start with 
with a, uh, a somewhat desperate pitch for business. That's not the way to do it, is it? But the process you're talking about is, you know, being clear on what your strategy is, being clear on what your positioning is, being clear on what you're going to use to engage people. And then when you've got engagement, it's you're, you're in many ways, you're helping them, helping them get further involved and to trial and experiment, you know, your, your products or your services. So that feels extremely natural to me. So with your, again, using your example of, of your financial planner, does that work well for him? Is he, so he's, what sort of thing is he putting up as his, uh, his kind of sale? Sure. And he, he's um, a business that does offer that introductory call. So that's an okay. easy one for him. It's simply, you know, if you'd like to find out more, um, book, your, book your welcome call with me. Um, I had actually one of, um, one of the ladies that I'm working with, she's a physio. And so she had 10 months off on maternity leave um, and she went back to a completely new workplace. So she had no caseload, no existing clients. Um, she started following what I'm teaching and started posting to Instagram. And on her first day back, she had three new clients and two were from Instagram, which I was even like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> that's amazing. But just just getting visible and putting yourself out there and letting people know what you offer and being quite explicit about that really can actually drive your business, which I think is quite remarkable. Oh, it's fantastic. Look, and it's great. And I, I'm so pleased that you've got so many... Uh, case histories and I know that um, if people want to find out more of your work uh, can, we can visit your site which is uh, emilyosman.com and there I know you have other case histories and examples of, of the work that you do. What about your own sort of uh, Instagram handle these days? Where are you? I know you've, you've developed a number of accounts which is your most active? Where can we find you on Instagram? Sure thing. So I've got Emily Osmond, just simply my name. And then I also have Get In My Home, which is my blog account. And that's where I um, share. I'm actually really into interior design and homes. So if anyone else is interested in that, they can find me also at Get In My Home. Fantastic. Well, look, Emily, it's been terrific uh, speaking with you. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. And certainly for me, you've, you've clarified a few points. I'm certainly going to get my wife to listen to this. Um, so thank you again for uh, spending your time with Flying Solo today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Robert. And before I go, don't forget that when it comes to creating a truly enjoyable and prosperous business, Flying Solo gets you. Premium membership has all the tips and tools you'll need for just $99. Head to the join page to learn more. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au.